Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Word for Today with Ray. And as usual, let's go to the Lord in prayer before we begin. Heavenly Father, it's such a joy to sit here knowing that we have the Word of God before us, that you want to teach us by your Holy Spirit more about you and your Son, Jesus, and about your ways. I pray today, Lord, that you will help us to have open hearts and minds to that which you would share with us. And we'll give you thanks for doing so. In Jesus' name, amen. The title to today's lesson is All Glory to God. And it's taken from Galatians chapter 1, verse 24. We've arrived at the last verse in the first chapter of Galatians. And we have been observing Paul's words to the church members there as he shares how the grace of God has been effective in his own life. Those who would persuade the Galatian churches to follow the law as well as believe in Jesus would not be able to argue against the grace of Jesus that was shared with Paul personally. And if they did so, they would not be considering the beginning years of Paul's walk of faith. As Paul explained how he did not go to the apostles except for Peter and James in later years, Paul also mentioned that the churches in Judea never saw his face and had only heard of his conversion and preaching of the same. In verse 24 of chapter 1, we read the reaction of those church members to Paul's incredible change. We read, And they glorified God in me. The reaction of the people in Judea was, They glorified God in me. The people recognized that a glorious work of God had occurred in Paul's life. They did not give credit to man, for that would have been misplaced. They did not give credit to religion, for that would have been misguided. No, rather they gave glory to the one to whom all glory should be given, God. It was God who worked in Paul's life. It was God who saw to it that Paul would not only be converted, but also be an instrument for sharing the gospel in his life and words. If Saul, later called Paul, who was breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the church could be converted, then anyone could. If Saul, who authorized beatings and imprisonments of Christians, could change, then the grace of Jesus Christ was available to all. If Saul, who held the coats of those who stoned Stephen, could be redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus Christ, no one was exempt. Those who were in Judea knew this, and they glorified God in Paul for the marvelous work that had been done. So who gets the credit and glory for our lives? Is it people, churches, religion, or theories? Is it science, sociology, or psychology? Is it economics, philosophy, or poetic phrases that receive praise? If we have come to the knowledge of the grace of Jesus Christ in any measure at all, all glory should go to the author of grace himself. Jesus Christ came to this world, lived and died for everyone's sin, and made a way for all who will believe in him to not only be forgiven, but also to live eternally with him someday. This was and is his work. This is his plan, and this is his way. 
And therefore all glory be to him and to him alone, both now and forevermore. Amen. Next time we will begin chapter 2 and see more of Paul's venue after he received Jesus as his Savior. So read ahead and let us join together then. Until tomorrow, there is more. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace as you continue to study his word. In Jesus' name.